drop shipping is your business model. And yeah. when I first learned that, because I had heard about your company before, and when I first learned that, I thought this is strange because drop shipping is usually these little, you know, young people trying to use Overlo or some app to just, you know, sell widgets. Sell fidget quick. spinners. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fidget spinners. Yeah, um, yeah. And so when I saw that yours was your model was drop shipping, I thought something doesn't make sense here. It's like more like you're a like an offline retailer online rather than, you know, someone who's just trying to turn a buck real quick. Yeah. Well, um, the people that do drop shipping like me, that's not the, the, that sort of, uh, fly by night sort of AliExpress type of business model. Um, we call it high ticket drop shipping because, um, what we do is we, we sell, expensive items like $500 or upwards. Um, the more expensive, the more high end, obviously high ticket, the better. Um, and we don't, the diff- like the, the biggest difference is AliExpress is arbitrage. It's not even, it's not even a business, right? So mm-hmm. like if, if, if I have an AliExpress store selling fidget spinners and I use an overlaw app to just auto populate my store with Amazon products or with AliExpress products, Mm-hmm. which is the like Chinese Amazon. Um, if you go onto my website and buy a fidget spinner for $20, uh, the, the automation will then go and order the product for $5 on AliExpress and it ships from China. But I'm the end customer there. I'm just shipping it to you. Mm-hmm. So there's no, that's not a business. That's just me buying you stuff and hoping you don't ask for a refund along the way. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is if like, you get the tracking order and you realize it's six weeks out and you go, screw that, cancel. You're still getting the product because I bought it. I'm, I'm the end customer for AliExpress. So there's no, there's no, I'm not a broker. I'm just buying something from China and shipping it to you and, you know, and keeping the profit. So it's really not a sustainable business and brokers can't even sell those businesses, even if they're profitable. So the difference with high ticket drop shipping is, is that. Uh, in my case, for example, with e-bikes, I find e-bike suppliers domestically in the U.S. I sign a contract as a retailer, as an online retailer, mm-hmm. just like an offline retailer would. And they, we they basically dictate the price we can sell it for and our price um, for them, my, my cost of, of goods, basically. Right. And then usually that will include whether that's including the shipping cost or I usually have to pay shipping on top of that as well. So it would be my cost plus shipping is my full cost. And it's always a lot smaller than, well, a lot smaller. So usually about 15% less than retail or 20, somewhere between 10 and 20% of retail. So, mm-hmm. um, in the, in, in this scenario, you go onto my website, you order the product. Uh, I capture payment from you. And then I go to my supplier, send them an email or whichever communication method they, they choose. I'll send the details, uh, your details, the product's details, and they'll ship it to you. And they charge my company card the, the wholesale price, basically. So, and then I keep the difference. So the, it's, it's a, it's an established business model. I can sell the business as an asset later if it's profitable because there are contracts and agreements in place. I'm basically a broker for those other brands. So I'm, a, I'm an extension of their marketing and they pay me the, let's say the commission that I make by making the sale. Um, and is that a lot yeah, of so it's, 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 a... 
Oh, is that a lot of manual labor um, when you get those orders every day to have to manually input them to each, you know, manufacturer? No, because I mean, if when people are selling something like twenty, forty, or fifty dollar items, they need to be selling maybe like ten thousand sales a month mm-hmm. um, to in order to make like a healthy profit at the end of the day. Um, and that, and that would be insane because that's a lot of emails, a lot of customers and lots of where's my, where's my shipment sort of emails. But with selling $5,000 items, I only sell one or two a day. And like on a, on a good day, I might sell four or five, but all it is is just, um, copying and pasting the order details, like customer name, customer phone number, customer shipping address, and then the product name. That's it. Um, and then I just copy that into an email and each brand will have the dedicated receiver of those, like the, okay. uh, like the online dealer manager or whoever it is, uh, or the sales team. And so it's, it, it could take less than a minute if you really wanted to try to like do it quickly, copy and paste the order information over, send the email, and then you just wait for them to charge your card the wholesale and send you a tracking number. And then with the tracking number, you just add the tracking number to Shopify. And then you as the customer receive an email saying, here's your tracking information. Here's the link to track your shipping. So it's, it's, it's very light work. Okay. That's pretty cool. On the marketing side, besides, well, you said most of these customers come directly to you being, Hmm. you know, with the community for so long, what other types of marketing do you do? Just overall. So I do a lot of, I do a lot of things and a lot of the things I do tend to lead towards generating more traffic to the website. So I do experiment a little bit with paid traffic. Um, I do have a kind of a love hate relationship with paid traffic, like Google shopping and Facebook mm-hmm. because, um, they, I, I got banned a couple of years ago and they didn't allow me to run ads. And then recently I got back in and. So it's a bit weird. So um, I do experiment a little bit with Google Shopping and Facebook retargeting. Um, but a lot of a lot of the things I do is I write content, um, like helpful content that, that hunters will find if they're searching for things like e-bike for hunting or mm-hmm. what's an electric hunting bike or um, are e-bikes legal on federal land or, you know, the sort of things that hunters might be asking about e-bikes mm-hmm. and I'll have content for that and they'll search for that. They'll find my content. They end up on my website and then they, then they go down the rabbit hole of research and they may call us. They may hit us up on live chat. They may send us an email or they may just go and check out the products on the store. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then a lot of the things I do in the background, like engaging in forums and guest posting on, on blog websites related to hunting, um, those are all things I do that then um, help with getting more organic traffic because it's just like lots of streams of traffic mm-hmm. all coming to the website. It's not just organic, uh, just Google search. Mm-hmm. On your website, I saw that you had, you have a pop-up for a, like a giveaway for a free bike. Yeah. How does that work out? Yeah. So, um, um, uh, that was the idea of an email marketing agency that, um, I was working with a few, uh, about two years ago and they were saying giveaways were great. You'll get so many emails. It will actually generate more sales than the cost of a thing. And I was like, wow, you know, I, my, my e-bike's like five grand. I can't see how that'll work. <laughs> 
So I decided instead of like trying to give away an e-bike every month, I, I said to them, look, what I'll do is I'll try to give away an e-bike every quarter. And then at least I've got 90 days to see if it's, if it's, if it's work, if it works. Mm-hmm. Um, it turns out it works really well. Um, but obviously because there are emails that follow. So I do give away an e-bike every month, uh, every, every quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the reason behind it is to try and just capture as many emails as possible. And then I can then um, send them emails and maybe to entice them um, to purchase. So like the giveaway works in, this, in the sense that I will give away an e-bike every quarter randomly. Um, but if if I can maybe using email marketing tactics, I can persuade somebody to buy earlier and they happen to be the one that wins, I'll give them the cash value of the prize. So they don't get a second e-bike. So I'm not also deterring them from making the purchase also because my, my concern was is that if everybody signs up and then they just don't buy because maybe wait for three months. <laughs> yeah. Which would, which would really hurt my, you know, hurt the sales. Um, so which works really well. I mean, I do get so many emails, um, coming through that, that, um, mm-hmm. I make enough sales on the back end of those email sequences, uh, that I can afford to give more than one e-bike away. I don't because stock issues have been quite an issue so i've, I've stuck to once per one per quarter it's pretty interesting all right so i wanted to ask you about seo because you mentioned that you got kicked off of google a long time ago but recently back on so you spent most of your time focused on seo for i guess a few years yeah yeah, yeah, I got banned. I started the store in 2017 and late 2017. I ran, I ran ads as my only way of getting traffic for the whole of 2018. But then, uh, during 2019, I got banned from Google and Facebook. So I went really deep into SEO and just finding all the ways that I could get organic traffic. So yeah, and there are lots of ways. So it was is a lot to okay? learn. Is it okay if I ask what makes you get banned? Um, yeah, I mean, you'd be surprised. It's so boring. Um, it turns out that uh, Google shopping policy considers electric bikes as vehicles and you're not allowed to run ads for vehicles. Um, oh, cause the motor. Um, yeah, because they're motor, they're considered motorized vehicles. I mean, in the US, e-bikes are street legal, but Google thinks they're vehicles. So, um, so apparently nobody with an e-bike store should be running ads. Uh, everybody does. Um, but I got, I, I, some, something crawled my website, saw that I was advertising for an e-bike and not a bike. And I got banned and, uh, took me like two, over two years to like start running ads again. Mm-hmm. I've noticed a few e-bike companies have actually named themselves just as bikes instead of e-bikes. Is that the reason? I don't think it's the reason because, yeah. I know the reason why he, like I got banned, but nobody mm-hmm. else get nobody else got banned. Like none of the brands got banned, and so I don't I don't even think they're aware of the 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 aspect of not being able to run ads because they're running ads all the time. Um, yeah, because like when you're running when you're creating an ad campaign and you have to choose the category that you fit in, there isn't an e-bike category, so everybody chooses the closest category possible, which is a bicycle. Um, so. If, if Google isn't watching closely, you're running ads for bicycles. Um, so I don't think they have, I don't think they're so premeditated and 
you know, choosing bike. I think it's just because it just sounds better. Okay. Interesting. So talk to us about SEO. How'd you get started? Like, yeah, dive into it. Well, what SEO, I mean, what I was doing was when I got banned from running ads, all my traffic went away and I just been getting, I just started really having, uh, I, I would say a good year at the time. It was a good year because I did about, I did over 300k sales. It was my first full year, 2018. It still wasn't a quit your day job sort of, uh, thing because with dropshipping margins are very good, but, uh, it was a good sign. Things were, you know, this could grow and this could become something so I could quit my job and have all those nice things. Um, but in 2019, uh, when my traffic dried up, I, I just realized how, how heavily dependent I was on those paid traffic platforms. So when, when all of that went away, I started really trying to go down the rabbit hole of like, you know, how do you get organic traffic to a website? And, and what I found was, was that all of the affiliate websites that we use to check the like, top five drones for 2022 or whatever. Mm. Those are all affiliate websites and their business model is a little different. They blog as a profession and if they don't get to page one, it's not a profession, it's a hobby. Because if you're not on page one, you don't get the clicks, you don't make any commissions and then you're just writing for the sake of writing. So for them, it's like page one or die, right? So Mm -hmm. if I could figure out how they get onto page one, I could probably just do the same thing and apply it to my my Shopify store. Okay. So I started consuming more podcasts. Like there are lots of affiliate marketing podcasts like uh, Spencer Hawes from Niche Pursuits is a very good one. It's very technical. It goes into all the details about getting traffic and backlinks. And it's very helpful when you're learning all of the, like the inner workings of how, how to rank a blog. Um, and there were big names like Brian Dean, who who's famous for writing skyscraper content and the likes um, See backlinko. So I, yeah, backlinko.com. Yeah, that, that's his. And like Neil Patel is another very good marketer for websites and stuff. So I was just trying to absorb as much information as possible while trying to mimic affiliate marketing. And what I found was, was that affiliate marketers are writing content that Google likes. That's helpful. And then they link to the product over on Amazon. So I was thinking if I could just follow this kind of structure but instead of sending them somewhere else i'll sell them to my product page maybe that's enough to drive traffic and then get them onto a product page um in the beginning my content wasn't great um it wasn't as helpful as it could be but you know it, it evolves over time and i edit it and the content gets more robust and more you know more detailed so i started getting more traffic um but the, the, the concept of basically just trying to mimic affiliate marketing, but making a few tweaks to make it work for e-commerce really worked. And, and then with a the combination of writing content, getting backlinks to that content, it really started ranking. And once I, once I started occupying like position one and two for like core search terms, uh, I, I was getting lots of traffic, more, a lot more traffic than before. Like in, SEO takes a while to, it sort of accumulates and then becomes a kind of an exponential growth sort of scenario. Like in 2019, I, I did, I didn't, I was still in like six figures, six figure range. I think I did like 900K in revenue, but the first half of the year I was running ads and the second half of the year I was trying to, I was trying to work on SEO. But in 2020 was my first full year with only SEO. 
and all of that. And I, I started getting like 55, 57,000 visitors a month organically. And I cleared 3 million in revenue, 3.1 million in revenue just on organic traffic. Wow. Um, and then 2021 was pretty much the same. And then this year, like the, the wheels fell off in e-com. So there lots of, lots of problems going on. So sales are, sales are tanking a bit all, all across the board. So it's not working amazingly well this year, but like I've, my business is still alive because I figured out how to get organic traffic following this sort of hybrid version of affiliate marketing. So, um, once I, once I realized it was working, then I just started like trying to, you know, figure out what else can I do? How else can I get more backlinks and how can I write better content? How can I make the content sort of drive people to, to a product page? Because it's a whole journey with affiliate marketing. Their concept is if we can get onto page one and then we just keep them on the website by clicking around and staying on the, on the website mm-hmm. and they'll end up linking like from blog A to blog um, blog X and then blog W and you know and it doesn't really matter because time on site is a is a is a good signal for Google and it increases rankings. But I can't do that for e-commerce because if I get somebody onto my blog and then I send them like seven other pages on my website and they haven't seen a product, I'm gonna go out of business. So it has to be a little bit more um, sniper approach. Blog post product blog post collection page and it, it's that and it needs to be that clinical and taught out when you're creating the content but the overall structure is pretty similar to affiliate marketing you just have to be a little bit more uh, targeted about where you want people to go and how how do you get them to take that type of an action when they're on the blog post mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah yeah that's really cool um you said that you are you have some sort of course for this yeah, so um, last last year I, I I wasn't supposed to bring out a course because I'm not like a a guru guy. Like I, I have an e-com store. Uh, I was invited to Lisbon last year to give a talk on how I generate like seven figures without using paid traffic, and I was going to give it to like a like uh, something like 200 high-ticket dropshippers in a private event in Lisbon, and I put all this. I didn't I didn't have the information written down because. It was, it was all in my head. I sort of learned it by reading blogs and listening to podcasts that I was just going to do it. And it was for the very first time I'd actually put it down in some sort of like an actionable step by step thing. And it took me a really long time to do because uh, I suck at PowerPoint and trying to pull the information out of my head and make it understandable if I'm explaining it to somebody on a big screen. And then COVID just said, no, you're not going to Lisbon. And, uh, like the event was canceled. The hotel wasn't, didn't want to have it. And, Everybody was traveling from the U.S. because they were all U.S. dropshippers that were paying to hear me speak. And I figured there there were two things I thought. One is it's a shame that these guys didn't get to see that speech because as bad as I am at public speaking, the information would have could have changed their businesses mm-hmm. um, the way it did mine. And they didn't get to see it. And my, my business coach at the time was saying, you know that you've just built a course. All you have to do now is record a video for all of those, all of the information that you were going to give away. And uh, recording videos and talking into it and explaining concepts and hearing, hearing yourself talk. And it's, it's all very strange and off putting. Yeah, so I, I have to be honest. I didn't enjoy the process, <laughs> but um, I did, I did convert the, that talk that I was going to give in Lisbon, I converted it into modules, into a course. So people can go through the course, implement what I do on my store, on their store. And then eventually they'll start to see the traffic that I see, or maybe more because 
the hunting on an e-bike actually doesn't get a lot of search volume. It's very, very short, very few searches. But mm-hmm. somebody in a bigger niche like gym equipment or fishing or, I don't know, sports attire or something, they could really do, they could get a lot of traffic following this sort of uh, approach. Awesome. All right. Um, thank you so much for, for being on the show and sharing all that with us. Um, where can people find you and where can people look up that course? Oh yeah, that's a, that's an important fact. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can tell I don't usually try to sell the course. Um, so the course is called Ecom SEO Formula and, uh, the website is ecomseoformula.com and that's also the best email to reach me at john at ecomseoformula.com uh, because my, my e-commerce store, we're all like, there's a bunch of us in that inbox. My VAs are in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't mention the, the store you're on anyway, so you wouldn't be able to find it, but, um, it's ebikegeneration.com uh, for everybody okay. listening. Okay. There you go. I don't, I don't think you get many hunters listening anyway. So, but uh, sure. I appreciate the shout out. Well, um, I, I, maybe I'll get a backlink then since you have to create the show notes. So there we yeah. go. Um, yeah. I'll put it in there. But the ecom seo formula.com email is a pretty good way to reach me because I don't get a lot of emails in there. I probably get like one or two students a day maybe ask me a question. So I'm the only one that sees that email because it's on my phone. That's like, there's no VAs or that's just me. So if people want to reach me, that's the best way because it's, I'm the only one in there and I reply to every email. So awesome. All right. Well, thanks again. This was a great conversation. Yeah, thanks, Jason. It's a, I do like talking shop, so it's uh, it's always fun. All right. Okay, we'll talk to you later. Yeah, thanks. All right, that's a wrap. See you next time.